0: Gresham College presents Japanese Women in Tanka Poetry from the 4th to the 13th century by Dr. Hisashi Nakamura with Ria Uleri. Good evening ladies and gentlemen, my name's Barbara Anderson, I'm the Academic Registrar of Gresham College. Welcome Urasi Marseille, is that (laughs) alright? That's all I know. (laughs) Um, The City of London Festival this year is celebrating the historic trading links between London and Japan. And we at Gresham College are so pleased that we can be part of it by putting on some extra events. Uh, The next one is on Monday when David Hughes of the School of Oriental and African Studies will be explaining Japanese music. So do come along to that. And you might also be interested in an exhibition that's coming up that's free and it's on tanker and art and it's from the 17th of July to the 14th of August and it's at the Curzon Soho Cinema in Shaftesbury Avenue. It's upstairs in their bar area. So do go to that if if you can. Uh, This evening's lecture will be followed by drinks in the courtyard Um, so do join us. Uh, unless it pours with rain, in which case we go to plan B Uh, we don't have a plan B but uh, (laughs) we will think of something just a couple of other things Um, I know many of you come here straight from work and you have long journeys home and some of you are going on to other City of London festival events so if you do have to leave a bit early please feel free to do so, we won't take offence um And the other thing is, please could you turn off your mobile phones? And now it is my great privilege to introduce Dr. Nakamura of the York St. John University College Um, and although his um, academic life has mainly been in in technology and international relations, he is one of the leading experts in the UK on early Japanese poetry and he's co-chair of the Anglo-Japanese Tanker Society, which has the most peaceful website you could possibly imagine, <laughs> with these lovely little <clears throat> petals falling down. I commend it to you when you're having a bad day at work. <laughs> We're also very pleased to have Ria with us, who has worked at Shakespeare's Globe here in London and at Manchester's Royal Exchange Theatre, and although she has a busy acting life, she still finds time every week to work with young people at London's famous Chicken Shed Youth Theatre. Thank you both very much for coming. You're very welcome thank here. You very much. Thank you
1: Good evening, everybody. Thank you for coming here today. Before I start, I would like to thank the City of London Festival. And some Courage for providing the Anglo Japanese Tanka Society with an opportunity to introduce Tanka poetry. My thanks also go to Leah, who has kindly agreed to read Tanka poems for me, and to the Embassy of Japan and the Japan Airlines for their continuing support for Tanka poetry events in Britain. This evening, I would like to introduce tanka poetry very briefly, and then four female poets. They lived between the 4th century and the 13th century. Tanka means short poem or short song. A tanka consists of 31 syllables and they are usually divided into syllabic units of 57577. Five, seven, seven. However, I have to confirm an important point. The Tanka poems I will introduce tonight have been translated by me into English. When Tanka poems are translated into English, it is almost impossible to reproduce the number of syllables that occur in the Japanese. However, when original tanka are written in English, it is possible to use the five-seven-five-seven-seven five, seven, seven syllable form. As examples, here are two tanka I have written in English.
2: The far meeting point of the sea and the pale sky trembles in the haze. The warm, sleeping dunes exhale the remains of summer. Stifled by the air, laden with the rusty dust of the passing years. The dead cranes in the shipyard idly dangle their cables.
1: We don't know when Japanese people started to write Tanka poems. However, there are about 4,500 poems that survived from the uh, second half of 8th century and the great majority of them are in the tanker form. Following this, Japan produced 21 imperial anthologies. Here, imperial anthologies means they were compiled by imperial command. Among these imperial anthologies, the first one with over 1,100 tanker poems and the eighth, with nearly 2,000 Tanka have significance in terms of quality and history. All, tanker, all the Tanka I will introduce tonight were written before 12.05. Tanka exerted a far-reaching influence on the Noh Theater, the tea ceremony, ceramic art, and on Haik poetry, which developed in the 17th century, and also on British and American imagist poets in the early 20th century. Among these influences, I would like to refer to the influence on No theater and the tea ceremony. The notion of Yugen became one of the key elements in Tanka poetry. Yugen is a subtle and profound atmosphere. It is also infinite, tranquil space with lingering suggestiveness. Yugen avoids detailed descriptions. I have chosen to Tanka to illustrate Yugen.
2: Even a body without a heart can feel this sad beauty. Snipe, take wing from the marsh in the autumn dusk. Here, a body
1: without heart means that in those days, people thought that trained monks like Saigyo had no heart which can be moved by sentiments, such as joy, sadness, or anger, since they were following Buddhist disciplines in order to detach themselves from earthly thoughts and desires.
2: Cormorant fishing. Maybe they are poling through the shallows, swinging and tangling. The brazier flares.
1: The influence of Yugen on no theatre and the atmosphere of Yugen can be seen in the following visual images. Next, the influence on the tea ceremony. Cherry blossoms in spring and crimson leaves in autumn typified Japanese beauty. It is still the case to some extent, and many tanka were written about cherry blossoms and autumn tints. Based on this Colorful sense of beauty, the most powerful samurai in the mid 16th century, Hideyoshi, built a golden tea room. However, well before this, tanka poetry had a sense of beauty which was different from colorful spring and autumn scenes. And serious tea masters were influenced by this old sense of beauty. Here is a tanka which was highly admired by tea masters.
2: As far as one can see, no cherry blossoms or crimson leaves, a thatched hut by a bay in the autumn dusk.
1: There are two interpretations of this tanka. One is that the speaker thinks the thing is beautiful because there isn't anything that is commonly considered to be beautiful, such as spring cherry blossoms or autumn tints. Another is that the speaker thinks that the thing is perfect without adding anything that is commonly thought to be beautiful. In any case, this tanker shows the notion of less is more. So tea masters loved simplicity, a tea room with minimal furniture and utensils. A monochrome tea bowl without any decorations. A bamboo bath for just one flower. You may also find the notion you gain in these things. Now, I would like to introduce the first woman this evening. Empress Iwanohime was wife of Emperor Nintok. They lived in the fourth century when the Romans were still in Britain. My focus would be on the fact that Empress Ivanohime left Emperor Nintok in the year. 342. She must have been an important woman as her burial place shows. However, Emperor Nintok had more power than her as his burial place shows. (laughs) This is the largest burial place in the world in terms of area or the size of a written record shows that Iwanohime and Nintok exchanged poems in January 334. I will ask Leah to read two of them.
2: On my oath as a noble, I'd like to place a spare alongside. In case my bowstring should snap. If it were clothes, it would be fine to put on one over another. But your idea is terrifying of laying foot on side by side.
1: As you can guess, Nintok wanted to bring a second wife into the palace. It is recorded that as Iwanohime did not allow Nintok to bring Princess Yata into the palace, Nintok tried to persuade his wife through exchanges of poems. Nintok is remembered as a good emperor in history. A written record says that He decided not to tax people for three years after he saw villages where he could not find any smoke coming out from the kitchens. However, he was a man who was attracted to women. The following series of four tanka by Iwanohime shows this fact and her sufferings.
2: My Lord has departed and the days have passed. Shall I search the mountains going forth to meet him, or wait and wait for him? No, I would not live longing for you. Rather, high on the mountain, A rock for my pillow, I prefer to die. Just as I am, I shall wait for my lord, Till on my black hair, trailing unconfined, The frost shall fall. As the morning mist trails over the ears of rice in the autumn field, I know not when or where my love will clear away.
1: In September 342, a crisis occurred. Nintok brought Princess Yata into the palace when Iwano-hime was away. This led to Iwano-hime's leaving Nintoku. Generally speaking, Iwano-hime is remembered as a woman who had very strong sense of jealousy. But I think she should be remembered as a woman of pride. Now I would like to introduce uh, the second poet tonight. Onono Komachi was a lady in waiting at the palace. She was active around the mid ninth century when Britain was under attack by the Vikings. First of all, I'll ask Leah to read some of her tanka poems.
2: Was it because I went to sleep Thinking always of him That I caught a glimpse of him Had I known it a dream I would not have awoken When I cannot meet him On a moonless night, passion rises within me. A flame running through my breast sets my heart on fire. Without showing a change in color, The thing that fades in this world is the flower called the human heart. The colour of the cherry blossom has faded vainly in the long rain, while in idle thoughts I have spent my life. Alas, how sad to think that my body will end in pale green, after all, a mist over the fields.
1: Inspired by the last poem, Catherine Scriven, a student at York St. John University College where I work, has produced a textile work entitled Smoke. The pale green in the tanker is the smoke of cremation as it trails over the fields. Many of Komachi's poems were included in the first imperial anthology. And the preface to the anthology had comments on only one woman poet. It was Komachi. Before I refer to the comments on Komachi, I would like to show the result of some recent research. Computer analysis of words and their usage in the first imperial anthology has found that some flowering plants were indirectly compared to women, and only male poets wrote poems which included these plants. These are some those plants as they don't have English names. I'll name them in Japanese. Ominayashi, Hani, Susuki, Fujibakama. Komachi was described in the anthology as beautiful, pitiable, not strong, and like a noble lady who is suffering from a sickness. So we can say that Komachi was the first female image created by male poets as part of gender formation in Japanese poetry. over. 1100 years after her death, people in Japan still talk about Onono Komachi's tanka and use her name as synonym for a beautiful lady. Akita is considered to be Komachi's birthplace. It is also famous for a strong breed of dog called Akita. (laughs) In Akita, they have an annual Komachi festival, Each year, seven unmarried women are selected, and they visit Shinto Shrine, where they read Tanka, written by Komachi. This is an image of Komachi. The Japanese attachment to Komachi can also be found in the fact that one of the so-called bullet trains is named after her. Now I will show you three bullet trains. Please guess which is Komachi. (laughs) This is number one. Two, probably not. Three, yes, this is Komachi. Next, I'd like to introduce the third poet, Izumi Shikibu. Izumi Shikibu had a dynamic life just 1,000 years ago. She was one of the ladies in waiting of Emperor Akiko. She was notorious for her love affairs, and she was the author of the Diary of Izumi Shikibu, and she was considered to be the finest poet of the time. Although she lived around 1,000 years ago, the record of her intense love life and her marriages and love affairs has survived. She had her first child, after her first marriage. Then she had an affair with Prince Tametaka, but in June 1002, Prince Tametaka died at the age of 26. In April the following year, an affair started with Prince Atsumichi. Prince Atsumichi died in 1007 at the age of 27. After this, she wrote The Diary of Izumi Shikibu, and then her second marriage and loss of the child took place. The Diary of Izumi Shikibu, based on her affair with Prince Atsumichi, depicts the inner solitude and aching void of female heart. Now I would like to ask Leah to read some of Izumiski's tanka.
2: Without a thought, for my black hair's disarray, I throw myself down, already longing for the one who ran his fingers through it. Since even my pillow does not know I shall not speak Tell no one what you truly saw A spring night's dream On the bamboo leaves, a fine ice fall patters and patters. How bitter to try to sleep alone. From one dark path into another, Again, I may stray Light the long way Moon on the mountain rim In the evening Just glimpsing the lonely clouds, the feeling rises in me never to gaze for too long. Tormented by my thoughts, my soul struggles and escapes a firefly over the marsh Although I've heard the dead return tonight you are not here Is the place where I live a homeland without a soul? In my loneliness, not to let even the smoke die down, I break twigs and feed the flames in this winter mountain home.
1: I would like to show images Laura Morgan produced after studying Izumi Shkibu's tanka when she was an art student at York St. John's University College last year. I think that Laura's images <laughs> symbolize Izumiski's life. This is a huge pillow on which she created images. These are sections of the images on the pillow. I think that Izumi Shikibu coped with her life full of ups and downs and criticism over her affairs because she was a highly professional career woman and she was respected by both men and women as the finest poet of the time. And she was taken into Empress Akiko's confidence. I think we can say that for Izumi Shikibu, the three things, life, love, tanka, were all one inseparable from one another. The last poet I would like to introduce this evening is Princess Shikishi whose life was, <coughs> sorry, <coughs> whose life was quite different from that of Izumi Shikibu. She was the daughter of Emperor Goshirakawa, and she was sent to Kamo Shrine in Kyoto to serve as a virgin, consecrated for 10 years till she was 21 years old. She remained unmarried all through her life and became a nun in 1190. She died at the age of 53. I would like to show you some scenes of annual festival at Kamo Shrine in Kyoto. During the feast, the festival figure of a virgin sent to Kamo Shrine is carried through the city. Her isolated life at Kamo Shrine for 10 years and the fact that she remained unmarried influenced the theme of her tanka poems. In order to understand her tanka, it is also necessary for us to pay attention to the political and social background of her time. She lived in the historical period between the end of the rule of the aristocracy, and the rise of the samurai government. In those days, a love affair or marriage could have become a source of political and military conflict. Love was often suppressed, and concealed love became a poetic scene. It was also a period which witnessed civil wars, earthquakes, huge fires, devastating storms, and starvation. She must have sensed very strongly the transient nature of human existence in her daily life. Before I ask Uria to read Princess Kishi's Tanka, I would like to explain four phrases which will appear in them. Beating clothes. Clothes were made soft or shiny by beating them on a wooden or stone block. Boxwood pillow. Boxwood was often used to make a support on which a small pillow was placed. code of my soul. It was believed that a code tied the soul to the body. Therefore, code of my soul, in effect, means life itself, since the separation of the soul and body means death. The long night's sleep. In Buddhist teaching, the long night's sleep is the same as the long night's darkness which is a spiritual darkness caused by earthly desires or thoughts.
2: Deep in the mountains, the pine branch door does not feel the coming of spring, only the slow dropping of gems from the melting snow. From somewhere in the clouds, a voice. The cuckoo is sobbing. Are his tears still falling? A passing shower in the early evening. The night has worn away, the clear moon shines cold near the mountain edge, and faintly from the far village of Tucci, someone beating clothes. As the wind blows cold, leafy shadows clear up night by night. There is no corner left unlit, the moonlight in the garden. when this day spent gazing at your blossoms is long past you at least do not forget me plum tree by the eaves of this love of mine There's not one who knows. Do not let my pent-up tears overflow as I lie here, my dear boxwood pillow. Guide me over as I row my boat. Not knowing where I am bound For there is no wake to follow Breeze on the boundless ocean Forgetting that the days are passing with my heart unconcealed Unaware I sigh as the night falls Chord of my soul If you must break, break now For if I live on My power to keep this hidden May not endure. I know I cannot live until tomorrow, grieving that you are cold hearted. If you come. Let it be before this night falls. The crowing of the rooster at dawn pierces me to the heart. Here on my pillow heavy with thoughts of the long night's sleep. Looking afar, In the stillness of each dawn, I am filled with sadness that the world has not awoken from the long night's sleep.
1: I think I should let Princess Shikishi's tanka speak for themselves and not disturb them by my comments. We have seen four Japanese female poets tonight. They speak to us directly and vividly across the centuries. Although they lived in such a different society and culture from that of Britain today, I cannot help thinking that the inner lives of these women poets who lived about a thousand years ago were not very different from those of women today. These tanka remind us that human emotions are truly universal. As a way of ending my talk, I will ask Leah to read one more tanka by Princess Shikishi and a quotation from Shakespeare.
2: Broken by the sound of the breeze that plays on the bamboo leaves near the window, a dream even shorter than my fleeting sleep. are such stuff as dreams are made on and our little life is rounded with a sleep
1: Thank you very much indeed
0: to both of you. A lot of that was, well, all of it was new to me. We enjoyed it tremendously. We have got a few minutes for questions, if if anybody has any that they would um, like to ask. Sorry, we do ask people to wait for the microphone here because (coughs) Um, everything we do at Gresham is webcast afterwards and people get very cross we don't always tell our speakers that <laughs> people on the internet um, give us grief if they hear the answer and not the question
2: <laughs> uh, my question was really about how the poems sound in Japanese obviously we've heard them in English and I wondered if any element of the poem was the sound of the words as well as the meaning which is obviously something which we can't possibly
1: translate in that way? Yes, I think it is very important and very interesting questions. There are many so-called translations of Japanese poems like I've done today. However, some of them are not really based on the original text. My comments may be misunderstood as racist comment, but generally speaking, Americans and Canadian scholars tend to add something extra to the original text. And the British academics tend to stick to the, say, literary meaning of uh, original text. And I think both are not really satisfactory. And I always think I will never translate Japanese Tanka into English because, after all, After struggling and struggling, I'm not happy with my outcome, but as I want to be honest towards, say, historical poets, I don't want to add anything, and I don't want to change the original meaning. Then, because of the fundamental difference between the Japanese language and English, I think the value of translated poems like those may have about one-third of the value of, say, Japanese tanka in Japanese. As you know very well, naturally, poems are based on rhymes and sounds of each word. So one time I thought it is cultural vandalism to try to translate Japanese tanka into English, but I couldn't stop it, because I wanted to convey at least one side of what is not valued to English-speaking people. So, yeah. Can I say how much I appreciated your translations? I've, you know, I don't know the originals, of course, but um, I thought they were wonderful to listen okay, to. to, right. to, listen to. Um, I just wondered whether Tanka poetry has always been valued equally in Japanese culture or whether they might have been you mentioned the, the, the imperial anthologies, were they locked up in the Shosoin, or, or were they always available? Mm-hmm. I think Japanese people realised the value of Tanka around I think 8th or 9th century and since then until the end of Uh, Heian period, which was ruled by the aristocracy, and uh, the rise of Kamakura in 1192. I think Tanka was definitely mainstream of Japanese literary studies. And in order to become civil servants, it was essential to write good poems. And uh, love affairs are always uh, maintained through the exchange of poems. So even the shonate, military you know, military men, produced fantastic poems, Tanka poems. So I think at least until the 14th century, Tanka was a very, very important part of Japanese culture, as well as daily life. And another interesting point is this. The so-called the imperial anthologies actually contains poems written by ordinary people, farmers and so on, even what so-called prostitutes. So tanka made society quite different from the image of Japanese society I myself had. It was quite a different world. And even these days people actually write tanka poems and no one knows how many tanker poems they produce per year, but an estimate is definitely at least one million tanker poems. And uh, I lived in a small town with a population of 16,000 uh, people, and there are at least 75 people who are actually write tanka and make them in a published form, a collection of Tanka poems. And nowadays, young stars compose their Tanka poems and use what to do call it, pages, not pages, I don't use uh, text to the broadcasting station. And while they are broadcasting, they are listening <laughs> the on Tanka on the train. So regardless of uh, the ages and uh, men and women, is still appreciated by Japanese
2: people. Um, <clears throat> I too was very impressed with the presentation and the translations and I thought the silence left at the end of each
1: poem was very eloquent. Um, in the world of haiku poetry uh, of which i would taken some part over the years uh, when we do a public performance of haiku, we read a haiku twice. It's so short compared to tanker, maybe only half the weight of a tanker. I wondered if you had some comment on the way that, uh, is it Rie, uh read only once, and you left the silence to speak? That's another interesting point. Before I came here from York, I was always thinking of the best thing. Sorry length of time where I should keep silence, because I have seen my own tanka literally hundreds of times. So without uh, listening any single word, I can understand the full meaning. But I was not sure how long you needed to digest one. And if I gave you too much time, you feel a bit irritated or safe feel uncomfortable. On the other hand, I didn't want to move to the next one while you are still enjoying suggestiveness or something like that. So it was very difficult and one time Ria helped me with guitar recital in York. We translated 13 tanka poems and a guitarist from Japan composed 13 short pieces and I think you read each one at to read twice. Yeah. Be- yes, in fact, again, I was not sure whether once is the best or twice is the best. Today I decided to ask DIA to read just once, and uh, I thought you would read those on the screen. But I was aware of the fact some people was actually puzzling the meaning, and some people said, "Oh God, I got it." Move it next, and uh, that was the biggest. Uh,
0: I think you got it just about right. Thank you very much. (laughs) For all information, please go to our website at www.gresham.ac.uk.